What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Happy Friday. Thanks for joining us on, what's today? August 20th, 820, almost football season. Today is Football Friday. On today's show, we will talk some college football and also give out some futures bets in the NFL. Uh, remember, we have another bonus show coming up here later this afternoon. Some picks for early tomorrow morning, but uh, it's Football Friday, so let's get right into it. College talk will break down what uh, conferences do we have this week. And actually, just so you guys know, for our college portion of uh, today's show, we will do what we did last week and replay a portion of college football tailgate. It's in the same podcast network this show's in, and uh, we're trying to... It's one of the fastest growing shows on the network, so we're just sharing it. You know, obviously, if you guys are listening today on Friday, you're a football fan, so uh, figure it's a good opportunity to introduce you guys to that show, and hopefully you start listening to College Football Tailgate every week on your favorite podcast player. New episodes are released uh, Tuesday mornings, so uh, we'll talk Big Ten and ACC today. Some Big Ten and ACC preview. And again, we'll play back a portion of College Football Tailgate. But on uh, today's show before that, we're going to uh, talk a little futures in the NFL. I have three futures bets in the NFL. Two of the three are plus money. So we'll get into that in just a minute. First things first, special thanks to Better Edge. Online, betteredge.com. Great place for everyone to start making your sports bets. And we always talk about the importance of multiple places to bet on sports. Now, if you have a sports book you like to use, DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever, that's awesome. We, th- we think that's great. But you should always add what you can to make sure you're always shopping around, finding the best prices. Now, I don't recommend adding every other sports book out there because Better Edge is unique. They don't charge a VIG. And something tells me if you start looking online, FanDuel, DraftKings, BetMGM, and incorporate Better Edge, you're going to make almost every bet on Better Edge because it's going to be cheaper. It's going to be a better price for you, and you're going to lose less and win more over the long run. So check them out online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Use promo code SHARP when you're signing up. That lets them know we sent you, and that gets you an extra 10 free dollars in your account. Online, betteredge.com, promo code SHARP. Start shopping around, start making more money, losing less, all while betting VIG free. BetterEdge.com, promo code SHARP. All right, let's get into it. It is Football Friday. We will, like I said, replay some college talk here in just a minute, but I have some futures bets I want to get to first. Now, these bets are uh, all division winners. So division champion, all these bets are going to be structured the same. All they have to do is uh, win their division, and these bets will pay at the end of the year. So if you're a futures person and you like to make these futures bets, we've got three for you today. Uh, Let's pull it up. Come on, futures, futures. Where are your futures? Okay, found them. Uh, NFL futures, three division winners. Let's start on the AFC because this is my favorite that I like. AFC South, we're going to go Tennessee Titans minus 130. Now, this is the only minus bet I'm going to give out for the futures. But uh, great price here, in my opinion. The other three teams in the South, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, and Houston. Obviously, Indianapolis is the other main question here. Jacksonville, Houston, not likely to compete for the division. So it's a two-horse race, Tennessee and Indy. With a minus 130 price for Tennessee, that implies, we'll pull up our trusty aceodds.com, A-C-E-odds.com, where we can convert odds to percentages, and minus 130 equals 56.5%. 
So the market right now, if you think Tennessee has over a 56.5% to win the division, you think this is a good bet, and that's exactly where we are. I actually have it closer to 60%. And it's not all just Tennessee, even though it's a combination. This is half Tennessee and half Indy. We are on Tennessee this year. I think they're not getting enough respect. It has nothing to do with Julio Jones. That's the square approach. They've gotten better, good coaching staff, brought in some really interesting pieces in the coaching staff, and Tennessee's not getting talked about as a team who will improve from last year, the young players they had. So I like Tennessee. I think they're going to be good this year. And when you compare them to Indy, the other team in this bet, obviously Indianapolis is having quarterback concerns. Carson Wentz got injured. And I believe that a lot of people are just penciling Indianapolis in because of what they did last year. And let's keep in mind, the team's changed. They lost a couple players, but also Phillip Rivers, even right now in my quarterback rankings, is a better quarterback than anyone on Indy's roster, and that includes Carson Wentz. So they had a better quarterback last year, which is a big deal. Overall, we'll take Tennessee minus 130 to win the AFC South. Let's move on to the NFC, two best bets in the NFC divisions. Uh, what do we got here? NFC... Uh, NFC West is one of them. We'll go NFC West. These are both my plus money bets too, by the way, in the NFC. NFC West, we will take the LA Rams to win the division. Current price, plus 205. So uh, plus 205. This is a stacked division. This is the toughest division in football. And it's going to come down to, obviously, I mean, look, all four teams should be in the mix. But uh, Arizona, in my opinion, slight step behind these teams, uh, so San Francisco, LA, Seattle, and even let's throw Arizona in there as a slight contender. Cause we want to incorporate their percentages. I think the Rams should be the favorite. There's too many question marks with the other teams, the 49ers, uh, quarterback situation, right? What's going on with the quarterback? Is Trey Lance going to play? And even so I, I have major question marks about that defense. So 49ers with essentially the exact same odds as LA plus 200, uh, I don't see value there. Seattle, there's been a lot of issues this offseason with Seattle, and Russell Wilson voicing his concern is a real thing for me. Not a real thing in terms of he did it and it happened, but look at what that means. You know, when Tom Brady goes to Tampa and he brings people in and wins and has success, other quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, uh, Russell Wilson see the success and they want the same kind of thing for them and their team. So Russell Wilson comes out this offseason and says he's unhappy with what's going on. He wants more, you know, say in the roster. And then nothing happens, and all of a sudden, you know, it's it's quieted down. So I don't think Russell Wilson's very happy, and I think that he understands this team is not where they need to be to compete in this division. So to have Seattle again plus two fifty in that same kind of corridor, these teams are overrated. It's not necessarily about me loving the Rams, even though I I do like the Rams this year. It's about San Francisco, Seattle, and frankly Arizona being too overvalued here. As a result, I think we do have some built-in value on the LA Rams. All right, and last here in the NFC again, we're going to go NFC East. Uh, this is my favorite bet. So my favorite futures bet I'm giving out today, save for the end, we're going to take the Washington football team plus 200 to win the East. Now, I think this is just uh, being heavily weighted down by Dallas money, whether it's dumb money, fans, whatever. You know, the Yankees, the, the Lakers, the Cowboys, these teams are always going to be well, these teams are generally going to be uh, more expensive. So when you see Dallas 
plus 150, who has all kinds of question marks, and then Washington, who did a great job this offseason bringing in exactly what they needed, secondary, more receivers. I mean, Washington, to me, it's clearly the best team in the East, in the NFC East, I should say. So these prices just don't reflect that. Dallas, the favorite, plus 150. The Giants are plus 300. Philly, plus 600. We will take Washington football team, plus 200, as my best bet for the futures that were given out today. Uh, once again, we can go over all those one more time. AFC South, we're going to take the Tennessee Titans, minus 130. NFC West, LA Rams, plus 205. And NFC East, we're going to take the Washington football team, plus 200. All right, let's get to some college talk. We're going to replay a portion of College Football Tailgate, and we're just doing this to try and get this show out there a little more. It's one of the more entertaining shows, a part of this podcast network, and if you are a college football fan, I promise you're going to love this show. It's fun. We, you know, we have a good time. We talk some pop culture. It's not just super serious sports talk. And of course, we're talking sports betting as well. So let's replay that back. Myself and Will Chambers breaking down the Big Ten and the ACC this year and some college football. You know what? I do have a beef with the ACC is the oh, no. divisions, the coastal versus Atlantic. Those mean the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the coast of the Atlantic. So, you know, you should have it north or south or have something different. But like the idea that there's some great distinction between coastal and Atlantic makes no sense to me at all. None of those teams are out in the ocean. Remember so when, they're all uh, coastal. Remember when Big Ten went leaders and legends? Oh, that was the, the worst. Leaders. Yeah, they blew it. Exactly. And this is the same thing with the ACC. So yeah. that's actually that's, I can live with that qualm. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I, I agree. Well, I do have uh, Clemson winning the Atlantic uh, and winning the ACC. Look, they've won six straight ACC titles. Um, there's pretty much no one in the conference that can compete with them. Yeah, they've lost one or two games, you know, occasionally. But the idea that any of these teams are on the same level of Clemson is kind of absurd. But you do look at the coastal division on the other side, and there is some good teams there. I've got so my championship game is going to be Clemson versus North Carolina. I do like North Carolina winning the Coastal Division, and uh, but I, I've got Clemson winning it, and uh, that should be no surprise. Tyler, what do you got? You're so plain Jane. Am I? Yes. So you're taking it's Miami. Chalk. Yeah, I'm taking Miami, but <laughs> <laughs> so wild. I know. Well, Diary King obviously returning. That's the big thing. And if they can shore up that defensive line, lost a couple big D ends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really big. So that's the main thing. Players. I mean, yeah, you got to be able to pressure the quarterback, stop the run. But if they can do that on defense, Miami's that's again, that's a question mark and it's going to be pretty volatile in the conference, but I think Miami's going to put points up. So I will take the U let's go. U coming out of the coastal and then a Clemson coming out of the Atlantic. But if there is going to be something crazy that happens, NC state, and I know we're going to get to dark horse. Yeah. So if I just beat you to it, there yeah, you go. go. Ahead. NC State Wolf is pack. my team. Yes, the Wolf Pack. They're returning 19 starters. They went seven and three last year. It's funny. At least for me, there's some teams seven and four, seven and four. Yeah, uh, last year. It's funny for me. Some teams, I remember or I don't remember them doing much at all. And it's not like you know, I, I obviously didn't watch much NC State football last year. Right. Probably didn't bet on them a whole lot. So going back, doing some homework, watching some of these games. They looked really good. They bring a ton back. And one thing you notice year by year is there's some stats where teams regress to the mean or progress to the mean, and one is yards per game. And when you get a team as good as NC State, finished seven and four, and they oh, had sorry, some, eight and four, eight and I, four. I, thank last you. Last correction. Had some wins against some good teams. <laughs> no, thank you. You know, there's a lot of fans. I had to look it up. Happy about that. Wins against some good teams. 
and were still negative 34 yards per game. That's a stat you expect them to rebound in. So not only did they have a good year last year, they're projected to do better this year. Okay, yeah. and, and you can't just focus on wins and losses. So I expect big things for big things for NC State, but their schedule is tough. I mean, for sure, that's the one thing they've got some tough games. They have to go on the road for some of their bigger games, but NC State's gonna have a real team. And uh, they're not getting talked about enough. So Yeah, I mean, look, it's tough. They're in the Atlantic Division with Clemson. So the idea, like you said, if, if you're going to pick them as a dark horse, you really got to expect a lot of chaos there. Right. And I like NC State. You know, you said it, a lot of starters, they have like three really good running backs that are fun to watch. But, you know, you also said it, the schedule is tough. Their non-conference schedule is not easy. They got South Florida. They're at Mississippi State. Then you look at their... Just their divisional games, right? Just the teams that are in their division. They got Clemson. They have to go on the road at Boston College, Florida State, Wake Forest. And then you look at the teams. They just got really unlucky with who they pulled from the uh, from the Coastal Division. They got North Carolina and Miami. Exactly. Miami's see? on the road. Yeah. I mean, that's tough. And I, you know, I think that even if they do improve, I just think that eight eight and four is a best case scenario for me. You know, Dave Dorn, he did a really good job last year. He's done a great job at NC State. He's at he's been there seven years. Four of those seasons, he's had eight or nine wins, but he's just never finished with less than four losses. I think we're going to see more of that. You know, I, I think they'll probably end up with uh, seven and five, eight and four. They Sa- same thing. They do have some experience on defense. Both their safeties, I think, are seniors. So uh, that's going to be, or one of them is a junior, but still a lot of experience. And uh, one thing with NC State is you mentioned, and we've talked about some of those games are on the road. Uh, those tough games, they have been not been good when they've gone on the road and have been in an underdog position. Now, against the spread, we talk about this sometimes, the spread or the line is the great equalizer. When Alabama plays some terrible team and they're a 50-point favorite, what that means is they're expected to win by 50 points. That's the expectation. If they win by 45, technically they didn't meet expectation. If right. they win by 51, technically they exceeded expectation. So against the spread is a real good indication how teams are doing against expectation. You get rid of wins and losses. So NC State, when they go on the road and they're expected to lose, so they're an away underdog, last uh, 10 years, they're 10-17-2. That's not great. So they really underperform in every other situation, home dog, home favorite, neutral, all this. They're right around 500 or winning. It's just a terrible spot for them historically so again this year bigger games on the road you can't really trust them in those spots yeah for sure and if i if i had to pick a dark horse from the atlantic my pick actually wouldn't even be nc state it would be boston college now they went six and five last year not great well it's such a hipster pick no i like look i like jeff halfley i think that he's a good young coach he's got like nfl experience and the teams they lost to last year were all you know good teams they didn't have any bad losses they lost to north carolina clemson virginia tech notre dame Pitt, right? Their quarterback, Phil Jerkovic. Jerkovic. I'm not sh- quite sure how you say that. I like saying Jerkovic just because you can call him the jerk. The jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Jerkovic. Look, when he's healthy, he's really good. He missed some time last last year. They got five starters back on the offensive line, and four of those guys have all CC, all ACC honors. You know, they played Clemson really tough last year. The schedule's workable. They, you know, they got Missouri non-conference. They go at Clemson, but we know that they, I mean, they were up on Clemson early last year. Um, but then they get NC State, Virginia Tech, Florida State, Wake Forest all at home. They don't have to play North Carolina. They don't have to play Miami. I think that this could be a 9-3 and three team if Jerkovic stays healthy. I, um, I, I said that they were the hipster picked, yeah. but I actually like it. I was jealous that you got that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're going to be elite on the line. I mean, they're going to be able sure. to really run the football. They, I mean, they've got, uh, according to Phil Steele's 
preseason ACC teams. And this is actually a little bit different than what you were just talking about, Will, with uh, the ACC stand, uh, the ACC first, second team from last year. This is the this year's preseason uh, Phil Steele uh, rankings, or at least his uh, first, second team. There's two Boston College linemen on the first team, one on the second team, one on the third team. I mean, they're going to be elite on the line. So uh, Boston College... Uh, I, I don't blame you for taking them as a team to watch. Yeah, no doubt. And, and uh, Boston, I will say this, underrated jerseys. I yeah. like the maroon, the gold. Good I colors. like the look, yeah, yeah for pretty, sure. Pretty fresh look. Yeah. I also like uh, NC State's unis, too, and their new uh, their new logo. Yeah, see, pretty dope. so I think we have a, a theme this year. If you're looking good, you're playing good in twenty in 2021. Yeah, look, for look sure. Look good, feel okay. good. Yeah. I mean, look, it's uh, Clemson's got the runaway, though. You know, both of us are – those are kind of pipe dreams for both those teams. They could be very good, but you look at Clemson, it's like a two- or three-game season for them. They got Georgia week one, and then it's like they're at NC State week four, and after that, I don't even know what their toughest matchup would be at South Carolina at the end of the year. They don't play North Carolina. You know, it, it, it'll be a disappointment if Clemson doesn't get 11 wins, I feel like. Don't they have a slip-up occasionally? Isn't there that yeah, one team who kind of gives them a definitely. little bit of a... It's been like Pitt sometimes or Boston yeah. College, so it could be, but then you'd have to expect that that other team would have to kind of run the table too, and I think that's a lot to ask for. Right, so. right. Uh, but look, I'd love it. So, But then you look over to the Coastal Division, right? And so North Carolina's my pick. They've got Sam Howell. Uh, everyone knows about him. He's going to be a Heisman hopeful, probably a top five uh, draft pick next year if he decides to leave. They got all five starters back on the offensive line, and that really helps the running back room, which is deep, but they got to fill in for the losses of Javante Williams and Michael Carter, who were both just complete animals last year. Their wide receiver room, it's young, but it's talented. They got a lot of like high recruits, um, but not a ton of experience. But then you look at the defense. They got 10 starters back, uh, two all-ACC guys on the defensive line, and Mac Brown, he's just been recruiting like a monster. And I think, you know, this is now the third year. This is the year his recruits are going to be all over the field. If they can get a win week one at Virginia Tech, which will be a tough matchup, I think they'll be favored in every game but one the rest of the, rest of the season. And that game is at Notre Dame. And depending on how things shake out, they could even be favored in that game. So, um, you know, their schedule is promising at NC State to end the schedule. No Clemson. I just like North Carolina to win the Coastal for that reason. Yeah, and again, I, I picked Miami there. They're just bringing back a ton, and Derrick King's going to be healthy. I do think their schedule's tough, obviously. You know, they're going to yeah. have a, a tough go early on. But that Michigan State game, I mean, I like Miami in that one. Who do you like in that, Miami-Michigan State? Yeah, I think i take Miami for sure. Is there sure. a line right now? I haven't seen an early line for it. I haven't seen it. And look, Michigan State, they had a bad year last year, and Mel Tucker, who we're, we're, none of us are a fan mm. of here. He uh, who shall not be named. That's right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he... He's he inherited a, a difficult situation to begin with. Uh, he did beat Michigan last year; it was a big upset. But um, you know, I just don't think he's got the talent. Um, they got Bama Week One, right? Miami does. Miami does, yeah. Bama Week One, which, so their non-conference <laughs> schedule is tough. And look, I love Derek King. Cameron Harris is an animal at running back. They have two to three really good wide receivers. One of them a transfer from Oklahoma, Rambo. Five starters back in the offensive line. The offense should be really good. But for me. I mean, Manny Diaz is a defensive coach, and he can't seem to get the defense playing at a high level. Last year, they were really great against the lesser teams, UAB, Florida State, Pitt, Virginia Duke. And then when they played teams with real offensive talent, you know, they just got torched. In the four games between Louisville, Clemson, NC State, and North Carolina, they gave up 44 points per game. Tar Heels scored 62 on them. But I think we got to give Manny Diaz time. I mean, this is normally what coaches do. Uh, I know everyone expects if you're a great coach, you're going to come in and win immediately. Right. He went eight and three. I mean, 
he's getting better year after year. I yeah. think that if you look at his progression, this is where Miami could finally start getting in that conversation. And so, so I think that we need to give them a little bit more credit as we go into the season. If he's going to hit that peak, they have an offense back. I think eight starters are seniors or juniors. For They're sure. going to be good this year. So Yeah, definitely. Look, yeah. I won't be surprised if they if they win the the Coastal one. They're in the ACC championship game against Clemson. That wouldn't surprise me. But the only thing that has me just leaning towards North Carolina, especially in their matchup, is that Mac Brown knows the ins and outs of Manny Diaz. He was his coordinator at Texas for a long time. I think that's why you saw the Tar Heels, Tar Heels scored 62 on them last year. I don't think that Manny Diaz, scheme-wise, has a lot that can surprise Mac Brown. I don't know. I mean, right now in the season, I'm just I, I'm lower on UNC and I'm okay. higher on Miami. So that's tough for me to see at this point. But I mean, we're, we're going to learn a lot by that point in the season. Yeah, for sure. So. It'll be a great game. And for sure. it's that's coming off a bye for Miami. So they got a bye right before North Carolina. That's true. Yep. So um, fair enough. Well, uh, some exciting players for me to watch in the ACC this year. We talked about uh, Derek King for Miami. DJ Uyunglele nailed it first first try. Uyunglele wow. in midseason form. That's right, baby. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously he's going to be really fun to watch. He's a big dude, probably a Heisman contender. Um, and then you look at on North Carolina. They have two defensive ends that are brothers, Tamari and Tommen Fox, the Fox brothers. Both those guys are absolute freaks. They're, they have a lot of talent on the defensive line. I think those guys are going to just be teeing off, getting a lot of sacks. And then one of the more exciting guys that I'm ready to see this year is Mackenzie Milton, uh, quarterback at Florida State. He transferred from Central Florida. He had a really bad injury a couple of years ago. We'll see if he's fully healthy and if he is, in fact, named the starter. But I think he will be. And I think he's really exciting and should make Florida State into kind of like a uh, more competitive team this year. Right, I'm going the jerk, okay? Because jerk. I, yeah, I like Boston Jerkovich. College. And I'm actually going to name the the line as like a, a unit there because yeah. I really think Boston College could be one of those teams that, I mean, while they're not necessarily maybe competing for the ACC, they're going to be fun to watch. Yep. Uh, receiver uh, Taj Harris out of Syracuse should have a big year. Jordan Addison, receiver out of a Pittsburgh. Pitt not getting too much love. Uh, Jordan Addison out of Pittsburgh receiver. Um, Jamari Gribbs, Georgia Tech, and yeah. I actually, I actually think that Jeff Collins is gonna. You talk about coaches making their next next leap. Jeff Collins is gonna do some some good things. I think at Georgia Tech, getting rid of that old system, you know, bringing some new guys in. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Look, they're Georgia Tech's right there on my favorite storyline because I want them to be good. Because if they're not, I'll never forgive them for ditching the triple option. Uh, so like to me, <laughs> they they need to be good at at going to the spread in the modern day football because I loved rooting for them with uh, I think his name was uh, Paul Johnson running the triple option there. They were so much fun. And so I didn't love the transition, but they're a team that I will root for if they get good again. So. I was looking for one name here and I finally found him. Zonovan Bam Knight, NC State. Oh, wow. Bam is Bam. his like... He's like, a running back, right? Middle name, yeah, running back. Yeah. Zonovan Knight and then Zonovan Bam, Bam. is the middle name, yeah. I mean, that that's such a great nickname for a running back. No, right he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna have a good season, too. Like I talked Emerald. about NC State. If, if they have a good year, he's going to have a good year. So Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm excited to watch Florida State be kind of a chaos team. I don't think they're going to compete for the ACC, but they could definitely upset someone. They did it to North Carolina last year. I think they'll be a chaos team. And then you look at some of the hot seat coaches. Uh, Scott Satterfield, you know, he's making enemies in Louisville. He basically was flirting with leaving for a while in the offseason. People didn't like that. Then they came out and said, you know, he, he did this horrible press conference where he's talking about why he likes Louisville. And he was like, yeah, you know, 
uh, it's great. It's re- we're close to the airport. It's like well, that's the best thing you can say about <laughs> about the Cardinals. So he's on the hot seat. I think Justin Fuente's on the hot seat at Virginia Tech. It's getting Fuente for sure. I, yeah, exactly. And and they're another chaos Fuego. team. Could be. I mean, Virginia Tech. The ceiling for them is maybe winning the division. And, and unfortunately, the floor is is four or five wins. And Justin Fuente gets fired. You know, last year they were really good against some good teams and really bad against some other teams. So Smitty, what do you got for the ACC? Um. Kind of just going to repeat you guys. Um, I got uh, Clemson and North Carolina in the in the ship. Um, Clemson winning it. Um, I'm a little bit higher on NC State though, so I'll go with them as my dark horse. Ooh, yeah. I love yeah. it. Okay. NC State. Who would you root for in the ACC if you had to? What, what would your team be like if you just had to switch alliances from from the Buffs? Florida State. Uh, yeah, I was going to go FSU too. Really? Florida State. Both yeah. of you to the Knolls. Yeah. It's the gold helmet. That's all. You guys so. just need a gold helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia Tech though too. I like Georgia Tech. Yeah, Georgia I always fun. cheer for Georgia Tech. Yeah, for sure. Me uh, too. What about you? Who'd you go? Um, I mean, I, I just love Mac Brown. I, I love the Tar Heels colors and their jerseys when they rock those the baby blues that have like the yeah, those are sweet the like diagonal pattern on it yeah, those you, helmets the, oh, the plaid yeah the plaid Almost. thank you when will falls in love with the college team yeah. will falls in love with the college team I fall in you love. go all in that's right do. and there's some teams that just we need fall to start getting some with. music for will when he's got his <laughs> my ma- crush ooh, i like that we'll call it a new segment and it'll be like hot and bothered with will hot and bothered <laughs> when will's getting all hot and bothered it's man crush mondays exactly <laughs> all right special thanks to a great friend of the show bet us online betus.com uh, 125% sign up bonus so here's what you do go online betus.com let them know you heard about them uh, right here on tailgate and you do that by putting in promo code tailgate when you sign up and uh, upon signing up, they'll put 125% of anything you put in there in your account. Now, here's a catch, because I uh, I got in myself, got involved with BetUS. They match 100% of your uh, deposit, and then the extra 25% goes in the casino. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll give you $100 in free play as well, and then you'll have 25 for the casino. Go right. play a little blackjack. Craps, poker. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, a little, little, little blackjack, little okay. craps, exactly. So, but look, it's always nice to have that free play. You put in a hundred, you get a hundred back, and you can bet on any of these sports we're talking about. But not only these games. If you have your favorite players, you can bet on player props. If you like to bet on the future, let's say you're a big Iowa State fan and you hate me talking about Matt Campbell, <laughs> you can bet on them to win the Big Twelve <laughs> and the national championship. All of this available online at BetUS.com. So give them a shout. Uh, you know, check them out betus.com and again put in promo code tailgate and let them know you heard about them right here on college football tailgate no doubt yeah support the show you use the promo code don't sign up and not use the promo code that would be a mean thing to do so be it would be, be be a fan of the tailgate and help us out i think we're getting smitty into uh gambling this year am i right no, am, we're gonna, am i right we're yeah. gonna try and, and and ease him into it ryan's like a squirrel you can't scare him away with any big sudden moves <laughs> that's right and one game at a time yeah you gotta spoon feed me a little, one bit, little bit at a time exactly okay. but we'll see we're gonna we're gonna bring it this year we're gonna have smitty's bet of the week Oh, so I love it! You you gotta come prepared with whatever your your uh, your money is gonna be. And we're also doing a couple other things because I want to drive some points home. So for those who don't know, I know it doesn't get mentioned all the time on here. I'm a professional uh, sports better, and I, I th- this is why I love the bet board is because I can get hot, Will can get hot. 
hell, we'll see. Ryan can get hot. But oh, yeah. short term, it's kind of funny that any, anything can happen. So what I want to do, if it's okay with you, maybe we could talk about something. I want to start having my dog pick a game of the week, too. Oh, right. <laughs> and we'll like, see what Layla can go. Which treat? This treat yeah, is exactly. for Florida State. We'll, yeah, this one's for Georgia yeah, Tech. We'll put like, a couple toys out or something like that, a couple treats, and see what she picks. Yeah. And then we'll see how she does as well. Isn't so. there always like an octopus that picks the Super Bowl winner? Well, he's really smart. Ollie. <laughs> Ollie the octopus. I mean, is, that, he, is, is that a real thing? He can handicap. Yeah, I've yeah. seen it before. I don't know who does it. But, I thought it was like a manatee or and something. And I'm pretty sure that he's done it at like a really... He's actually like like betting, picking at like 60%. Yeah, so, he's on fire. The octopus, I, some people will claim that it's like an alien. Mm. Have, you ever, have you ever read that? No. Some people claim that like the octopus has some DNA that's not of this earth. I think it's probably bullshit and that... A marine biologist would tell you that's not true, but <laughs> I'm sure there's like their camouflage basic science stuff, stuff, and they're really smart, right? But have you? Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I think that we. They're but very see, smart. if you want to get deep here, Joe Rogan style, yes. I think that we perceive them to be smart because they think like us. So we're all egotistical if, human beings. <laughs> and it's like, well, they think like we do. They would do what we would do. Therefore, they're intelligent. Same I thing mean, with like dolphins. I mean, if like, like a, we can like measure their brains, their intelligence. If a sea creature thinks like a person, it kind of makes it smart, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's like our, our barometer or our barometer on that. But also... I've heard that human beings could be aliens ourselves, so let's let's pump oh, the yeah. brakes on judging other species potentially being aliens. That's a good point. We I mean, could be aliens. How else could we just? How else could uh, you know? We know for sure that Smitty's not an alien. That's why he dominated the well, uh, look the throwing competition <laughs> during our combine. <laughs> the, the the theory goes that you can win the combine if you no. The, the theory goes that aliens landed, and that's why like, there's no missing link. It's because they're like, all right, we're gonna kind of fuck with humans and like speed up their fuck with or fuck <laughs> who <laughs> did knows they, did they just come down who here knows? And fuck i don't know how they did it they, they fuck or fuck with humans they just wanted like our speed eggs speed up the evolution <laughs> and then like we went from being you know walking around apes to what we are now in a matter of not that long if you look at like evolutionary and i don't know what the hell i'm talking about but <laughs> i do so yeah. it all it's all legit it checks but out so humans could be aliens is my point That'd be sweet. Remember my, mo- right. remember my movie idea last year uh, on our Netflix movie pitch, Fettuccine from Outer Space? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember We could bring that, that back. <laughs> That's a great name, We though. could bring that back. Does it have like an Italian yeah, vibe it's, going on? It's, about the, it's, guy, it's about the guy who wakes up. He's the Olive Garden owner and wakes up and realizes that he's been in outer space this whole time. Fettuccine from outer space. He's just been in outer space. Like the Earth is. Well, there's more to it. I got to fill in some or gaps. One day he just walks out of the Olive Garden and it's again. Just like I got to fill in some gaps here, but that's no, the general no, premise. No. You know what? He owned an Olave Garden. An Olave Garden. Yeah. What's that? Uh, what's what's that receiver's Chris name? Olave. Chris yeah. Olave. Chris Olave. Remember, you always brought up Olave. Well, Olave is agave. Is like, agave. Like, like margaritas. <laughs> but uh, anyway. That's cool. Well, speaking of Chris Olave, what a perfect segue into the oh, Big Ten. Oh, look at that. King of the segue, <laughs> baby. <laughs> what a Big Ten preview. All right, we're doing the same thing. Conference winners, um, dark horse, exciting players, storylines. So, Tyler, hit us with it. Who you got? Hang on, Will. Let me get to it. You're picking Michigan. He's picking Michigan to win the national championship. I need to get to the right page. Kate McNamara to you be never, the Heisman winner. You never give me enough time, Will. All right, well, Smitty, who do you got? Also new time, Will. Good God. <laughs> All right, well, no, look. No, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Um, so, obviously, I think out of the East, you're, you're going to get Ohio State. Um, I just don't think anybody else in the Big Ten even – you know, it's 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 a lot like the ACC when in, in a very lopsided way. Actually, I think the ACC is probably more um, competitive than than the Big Ten Interesting. even is. Um, just more kind of th- those same – you know, those teams on the same, uh, same plane. But um, – 
you know, I'm going to go out, like I said, Ohio State out of the east, and I'm having trouble with uh, with the west here. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I got to go with 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 con- with with. <laughs> Wisconsin, Wisconsin, <laughs> the Badgers. Uh, yeah, I just don't. Um, I just don't see anybody else who I who I think is going to have a, a really uh, really big uh, big year. Okay, fair as enough. As far as teams in the West, I'm going Wisconsin for sure in the West. I yeah. don't. I don't think anyone's really going to stay in. I mean, Iowa would be the one team for me who could maybe pull off a couple wins. For and sure. Hey, I, I also think they could get that momentum by beating Iowa State early in the season. I think they play week two. But to me, it's Wisconsin in the West, no doubt about it. I think they're going to run through the West. I think they're the clear team. And it's not necessarily that I think they're so much better. I think that Iowa again could be the the kind of surprise team there. I think North, North, Northwestern, Nebraska, even Purdue, maybe a little down this year. Actually, Purdue's interesting because Purdue's got a lot of pieces I like who were coming back from last year. So Purdue could be a question mark. And I'm not saying to, to compete for the West, but they're going to win some games that not a lot of people seeing them win. But look at this. It's not a deep division. I don't see Wisconsin struggling to get past a lot of these teams. Iowa's my kind of questionable team in the West, but it's got to be Wisconsin. Obviously, in the East, I'm going Ohio State, but Penn State's going to have a very good year. They're bringing back so much talent, and it's so funny to me, the quick recency bias that people have in college football. Penn State has one down year. A lot of things went against them, and people are selling stock. James Franklin, I think, is going to turn this team around, and I believe at the end of the season, one of the narratives will be, okay, James Franklin deserves to be back in that conversation, and he may work his way back up my coach rankings. We talked about that uh, a couple weeks ago, and we actually posted it on our Twitter account, uh, at CFB underscore pod, but I only do my coach rankings twice a year for a reason. Beginning of the year, end of the year, coaches aren't like teams. They're not going up a spot, going down a spot during the season. It's more more, more concentrated with coaches. Yeah. So James Franklin could rock it up a couple spaces because right now he is known as good, not great. He, you know, he hasn't really kept them where they should be. Penn State's going to be my surprise team in the Big Ten for sure. But how can you pick anyone but Ohio State to, to come out of the East. So we've yeah. got Ohio State in the East, Wisconsin in the West. I know those aren't sexy picks, but to me it's so obvious right now the two teams coming out. Well, you guys are just a couple of plain Janes because let me tell you, out of the East, <laughs> hey. I, out of the east, I have Ohio State and out of the West, I have Wisconsin. So, I, look, you're I right. I just called you the plain Jane for picking <laughs> your teams and then you're giving it back to me for this. Yeah, look, I mean... Ohio State, they're just they're at that level where they re- reload. They don't rebuild. They lose all that talent. They lose Justin Fields. They're losing a ton of guys on defense. They lose guys on the offensive line. They lose uh, Trey Sermon at running back, who was just like huge last year. But they got C.J. Stroud coming in. He's probably going to be the starting quarterback. You know, he's competing with a couple other guys. But it sounds like C.J. Stroud, who was a four-star recruit, he's going to be the new quarterback. We know how Ryan Day does with quarterbacks. He's probably going to be the next quarterback that throws for five touchdowns against Michigan, if I'm being totally <laughs> honest. And I hate it. So, you know, they got three very good running backs. Master Teague, Steel Chambers. Another thing that hurts when there's a guy with your wow. last name on the team you hate most. <laughs> when when they announce that Chambers scores against Michigan in that game, I'm gonna, my heart's going to break. They got this. Uh, but those guys... Those guys played a lot last year. They might not even be the starter. There's this guy, Travion Henderson. He's a freshman. He might start. He's a, a freak athlete, you know, really fast. And then you look at the, I mean, at at receiver and tight end, the guys that the new quarterback, C.J. Stroud, is going to be able to throw to. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, two of the best wide receivers in all the country. Uh, a lot of people thought Chris Olave would go pro last year. He didn't. He's a beast. He catches everything. And then Jeremy Ruckert at tight end. He's really good. They're going to be favored in every game. 
Uh, that being said, the schedule's not a you know a total breeze. They're at Minnesota week one. They get Oregon at home week two. Tulsa week three. That's not an easy non-conference right, right. schedule or, or first three games of the week. They have to go at Indiana, at Nebraska, at Michigan. Um, they do get Penn State and Michigan State at home and no Wisconsin. But all that being said, you know it would be a surprise at this point if Ohio State went ten and two. That's how good they are. That's how, that's how much we expect out of Ryan Day and the Buckeyes. So obviously I am picking them out of the East. But Tyler said it. Penn State has a real chance. They've got uh, Sean Clifford, a quarterback who it showed a lot of flashes last year, but struggled a lot too. The guy took a lot of chances, had some turnovers. I think that if they kind of get it together this year on offense, he and they get Noah Kane back at running back who will be healthy. I think it could be a really explosive offense. Um, you know, I don't have a ton of uh, love for James Franklin, but he's done. He's you been good there. A ton of love for James Franklin. Frames Janklin. Yeah, look, I've I've said it before. I think he's kind of a fraud, but he just recruits so well, and he brings in good coaches. That but what, are you going to say that if they have a good season this year? Uh, well, he, they've had good seasons in the past. My, I, I wouldn't say he's a fraud so as far as results. Fraudulent. I just think that his how he presents himself is fraudulent. The way he talks, he just sounds like like a fake. Uh, like life coach or something. It's always just like really. And then we're gonna do this, and we're elite at this. And I, I tell my guys this you every day. Baloney. You think I, he's phony? I think if you heard him talk in private, he wouldn't even talk like that. I just think that he reminds me of like a like he's a like a used car salesman, or he's like he's LARPing. <laughs> That's okay. He's LARPing as a college football coach. He's like an actor who's playing a college football coach. I have a I have a uh, a product for you now for James Franklin. Okay, then. if you think he's. Um, uh, fraudulent fraudulent uh-huh. okay he's gonna be it's gonna be james franklin's phony baloney oh i love it you like that That's, yeah i would buy that uh, nice not really snack. i don't actually like baloney. Snack. you guys like baloney i haven't had baloney in so long i i can't say i would dislike it yeah i don't what is I don't it no it uh it's like, a so, it's like hot dog meat in patty form basically yeah. right baloney yeah. but i like hot dogs but there's I mean, something like weird about it being too. sliced i don't like baloney yeah. um yeah look you know, I'm not sure that you consider Penn State a dark horse, so I'm not going to have them that in the in the East. You know, I I, I think it would be. I, I mean, I just don't think anyone's going to beat Ohio State. But if there is a dark horse team in the West for me, it is Northwestern because they lose so many guys. They're not bringing back a lot of starters. Yeah. And the West, you know, you're right. I, my pick is Wisconsin. But if there's a team that's going to unseat them, I don't think Iowa would be a huge surprise. So that's why they're not my my dark horse team, but Northwestern is just a team that we continually count out. And Pat Fitzgerald continually wins nine and 10 games. Um, they're, they're just a, always a tough out regardless of who's there. They never seem to have a legit quarterback. And if they could somehow put it together, you know, nothing would surprise me as far as them winning the West. So they'd be my dark horse team out of the West. You're definitely not being a plain Jane with that. No. That's crazy. And, and we have to mention Indiana because we talked about them no earlier. Doubt. I didn't mention them in the East because I do think Penn State will not only be one of the surprise teams in the Big Ten, but all the country. But Indiana, we mentioned them. They're bringing back so much talent. I think they're bringing back 17 returning starters. Yep. That's the most they've had in the last six years, and they finally have the guys to do it. So it's a good combination, good coaching staff, a lot of talent on offense, and uh, they get Ohio State at home, I believe. So yeah. you know they, they, they could win nine, ten games this year, and I think Indiana could be one of those teams we haven't talked about. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, We're talking sure. about these teams who could you know surprise some people. Indiana could be that team. And I'll admit it. I'm the first one. I was slow to catch up last year. I didn't believe in them. Then Penix gets hurt, so yep. a lot of the value goes away. But now it's almost like they're not the sexy team anymore because everyone knows Indiana's good. So the expectations are high. So for the first time in a long time, they're expected to do well. So that's what's going to be interesting to watch them do, you know, kind of play out this year. How do they handle that expectation? No doubt. Yeah, look, you know, 
a lot of respect for Indiana. They're going to be a tough team every week for whoever they're playing. You said it. Michael Penix is really good. Ty Freifogel, great name. Ty Freifogel. He's awesome. Uh, Ty's fries. You know, we could do creakle cut. We could do... uh, I love a creakle cut fry. Steak? Yeah, creak. No, no, I don't do waffle fries. Waffle fries are too... That's terrible. They don't get crunchy enough. I like my fries to be crunchy. I'm I'm just like a classic fry you know give me a nice a classic fry i'm a purist you're yes, a, fry, well, a fry purist i don't know actually if i want to say that because i'm not a i'm more of a i'm more of a non-purist that's the exact opposite so yeah so <laughs> what, what would that mean that would mean you would like waffle fries well yeah. no but you like a curly fry or a wild i mean fry? Yeah, curly fries are good i like arby's fries but i like uh really crispy individual fries just not like 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 uh you can't have a soggy fry or like a, a droopy fry it's gotta no have doubt. a nice crisp crunch to it but what's your favorite cut I don't know. I, I I'm more of a tot guy myself. Oh, a tot. Okay, Tots. yeah, that's right. Ryan's you know what? Just, Ryan sent us a photo last week. You made what'd you call them? Tachos. Tachos. Explain that. So it's basically you make all of the fixings for nachos, but instead of tortilla chips, you use tater tots. Okay. Tato, you got tato tots. You got to get the tater tots <laughs> really crispy though, right? It's all about yeah, you yeah, get yeah, them crispy. yeah, yeah. So um, I recommend uh, using the air fryer. Okay. Oh, did you do beef or was it like? Yeah, I went uh, beef. Okay. Speaking of beef, actually, really t- I actually do ground turkey, but that's okay. You know, it's blasphemy. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Turkey's delicious. I did look up what bologna's made of. Okay. It says the main ingredient is bologna. James Franklin is ground meat. <laughs> ground, yeah, ground meat. But what, what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't that, know. I, I think they're purposely which being could vague. Be, it said which could be any combination of pork. <laughs> <laughs> of pork, beef, chicken, and turkey, Human or meat. only one of those. So yeah. yeah, it's as vague as possible. That's from S C L Y. You ain't got no Weaver I feel like they just buy hot dogs in bulk and just smush them <laughs> with like a like a street roller, and then they just cut circles. If I was out a of fan it. of bologna, this isn't helping much. Yeah, bologna's pretty disgusting. I'm not gonna. It lie. It just says that may or may not fat. As with any sausage, fat is also an ingredient that may or may not be in your bologna. Fat's good. I like fat. But it's like it's maybe maybe it does maybe it doesn't maybe it is maybe it's not so anyway. Well, uh, speaking of bologna and tater uh-oh, tots uh-oh. and all that food, oh Wisconsin <laughs> definitely is my pick to win the West. They love their food up there. They Mike love Greenberg their tater tots, over here. cheese curds, a curd, yeah, yep. curd, crinkle cut fries. Shout out curds. Culver's if you haven't been to Culver's before. Mm-hmm. That's a Wisconsin staple. Uh, fast food burgers, delicious. Uh, but no, look, no, sorry, I was just gonna say one thing about curds. I don't want to set derail this again. <laughs> yeah, but the main thing for curds, they can't be Are you talking about the curds like the Kurdish people no, or no, cheese curds. Cheese- <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about cheese curds. Okay, they can't be too big. Uh, yeah, I'm I glad yeah. you clarified that too. Have you been to Culver's? Have you had their cheese curds? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Have you seen- no, I have not. <laughs> yes, I actually have been to Culver's, but I don't think I had their curds. Oh, you got to get their cheese curds. Okay. And they vary in size. Some of them are like marble size. Some of them are That's a little all, bigger. I, I, it's okay if they vary, but, but when you go to somewhere and all their cheese curds are big, that, that, that ruins it. Okay. And it's like a cheese stick with, you know, fried. Sponsor us, Culver's. Yeah. I love your cheese <laughs> yes. curds. And their crinkle cut fries. Delicious. Delicious burgers. New sponsor of the show. Um, yeah, look, Wisconsin. They had a bad year last year. They were four and three. They were like the most decimated by COVID. They were always like missing guys. They missed a bunch of games. They lost at Northwestern where they always lose. Luckily, they get that at home this year, though. Um, Graham Mertz, he was like their first like high profile recruit quarterback to commit there. He's he's really good. He showed signs of it in like their first game last year. I think he had five touchdowns and then he caught the COVID bug or contact tracing or something and basically missed the rest of the year. I think Jalen Berger is going to be the next great uh, running back at Wisconsin. Last year, it was like the first time there wasn't like a massive, you know, a big name running back that's just like uh, bulldozing every team like we're used to seeing at Wisconsin. Um, They don't play Ohio State in the schedule. 
And look, if they can just start 4-0 and or 3-1, and you look at their first four games, Penn State, Eastern Michigan, they play Notre Dame in Chicago, I believe that's at Soldier Field, and they play Michigan. If they can go 3-1 and or just 4-0 and in that first four, they got the meat of their schedule out of the way. You know, they get Iowa, Northwestern, Nebraska all at home. Those are all the teams that are going to be competing with them for the Big Ten West title. They do have to go at Purdue, at Rutgers, and at Minnesota, but those all seem pretty winnable for the Badgers. Yeah. Uh, I think major bounce back year for them. You know, Jim Leonard and the defense. I think I think they come out easy. Yeah. And I think that they're ready to go and, and you know, for uh I think they'll be healthy. I think they have an opportunity to win some games, you know, going away. So yeah. Badgers. Um I do also want to just bring up Maryland. Now we didn't do this before. I wish I would have thought about it uh, before. Uh, my bowl or bust team. You like that? Okay, yeah. So love it's it. like they like maybe get to six wins or something like that. So yeah. my bowl or bust team uh, on the fly here in the Big Ten is Maryland, and they're young. You know, they're turtle not, power. Exactly. <laughs> they're 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 reloading on defense. You know, two and three last year didn't have a lot of experience. We saw Tunga Viola. Yeah, you know, get, get some to experience. his brother, right? Exactly. Yeah. So and he looked. He completely changed things last year. There were a couple games he came in, and there were I think there was one game. I don't remember who it was exactly, but they were down, losing, and he comes in. They turn things around they, and, and completely change the way they play. So I think that Maryland, they're young if they start playing well together, but you know it's just tough. They go on the road, Ohio State, some late road games at Michigan State, Rutgers, but that's my bowler bus team. I think they're going to be hovering right around six wins, maybe seven, but bowler bus for maryland for sure maybe a chaos team too you know that there you hey, go. mike loxley came over from alabama that's where the connection with to his brother was to his brother went to alabama and then transferred to maryland he's getting some big name recruits in there and he wants to recruit speed he's an offensive guy and so you're right they could definitely be a team that you know is, is a tough out each week and could be really exciting to watch so yeah. i like that um some other exciting players to watch cj stroud so he's the guy that's going to be taking over at quarterback for ohio state Probably going to have like 50 touchdowns. He's just going to put up ridiculous numbers. CJ Stroud. But for me, the really exciting guys at Ohio State are going to be the two guys that are going to be playing opposite of each other at defensive end, Zach Harrison and Jack Sawyer. Jack Sawyer was like the number one defensive recruit when he came out. Same thing with Zach Harrison. These guys are probably the next in line in that long history of just like crazy defensive ends that we've seen at Ohio State over the last few years. Chase Young, the Bosa brothers. I think Zach Harrison and Jack Sawyer will be the next uh, you know, big name guys that are just going to be impossible to guard. Probably going to get a lot of sacks. Yeah, surprise, surprise! It almost just rubs me the wrong way. Like every year, just draw it up. The best D linemen are going to be at Ohio State. Yeah, now, you're telling me, dude. So it's just like, yeah, <laughs> right. rubs you the wrong way. Yeah, but it's just like, I mean, okay, good for them. They're going to be elite again. For bunch sure. of first round draft picks. Well, it's like, just like Wisconsin always having uh, the best O linemen. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I mean, it's just every every single season. Yep. But their defensive end, you. We can yeah. start one of those debates. Um, Penn State, Noah Kane, the running back, really high uh, high recruit, really talented guy. Had some injuries last year. I think he'll have a huge year for Penn State. And then their receiver, I love this guy, Jahan Dotson. I think he could be end up being the best receiver in the Big Ten this year. Super speedy, does everything well. He's going to be the number one target for Sean Clifford for sure. We talked about Do- Ty Freifogel, just a great name. A <laughs> couple names at Michigan. We're not going to talk too much about them. I don't think they're going to really compete Fogel. in the Big Ten East, but I think they'll have a bounce back year. But I love Hassan Haskins, the starting running back. They actually have a really good running back room, and uh, he's really fun to watch. And then a guy on the defensive side, Daxton Hill. He's a safety. He was a five-star guy. Ended up picking Michigan over Alabama when he was uh, recruited. He's going to have a big year and probably go pro. 
And then you look at Graham Mertz at Wisconsin, of course, and then Tanner Morgan at Minnesota. Minnesota may have a little bit of a bounce back year. Um, I do think that you're right. I think the West is really Wisconsin's to be one and maybe Iowa there. But then after that, it's kind of competitive basically from the bottom up to you know maybe that third spot. And, and uh, Minnesota is certainly going to be in the mix there. All right, my players to watch here, and I've already mentioned a couple in my team breakdowns, but uh, obviously Michael Penix, Indiana, uh, Tyler Goodson from Iowa. I think he's going to be elite this year. Yep. Um, you mentioned Fry Fogel, but I mean, I had to put him in there. How can you ignore him? <laughs> Trayvon Henderson, Ohio State. And yep. I, I know I call you a, a front runner when you only mention the Ohio State guys, but you talk about guys who are going to put up big numbers this year, and you can't ignore him. So a lot of good players in the uh, Big Twelve or in the uh, Big Ten this year, and this is probably the the conference that right now I'm the most comfortable with. Interesting. And yeah, because. You know, going through preseason, there's a lot of information from off season to right now. You know, new recruits, new players, the development of old players. And I just feel like I'm in a good spot right now with where my rankings are, my understanding of the Big Ten. We'll see how this goes. Usually it's it's those areas where you struggle and the other areas where you think you're going to that you do well. But yeah. right now I feel like I've got a good pulse on a lot of these big Big Ten teams and we'll see how things go. Because you mentioned it, Will, in the middle of the pack right there. Anything Super can happen. Anything yeah. can happen. So, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm looking forward. Some of the storylines for the Big Ten this year, they're going to be fun to watch. Coaches on the hot seat. Scott Frost has not turned around Nebraska like we thought. Some of his best players, Wandale Robinson, the receiver, their number one guy from last year, he transfers out. What's going on there? Is he going to finally be able to kind of make things work on offense with uh, Adrian or Aiden Martinez? Always some Martinez, a quarterback at Nebraska. <laughs> I think it's Adrian. Um, same thing with Jim Harbaugh. You know, he got extended uh, or extended. Everyone thought, okay, Michigan's extending him. But if you really looked in the details, he's being paid less and his buyout is less. So if Michigan did want to move away from him, they just made it easier, even though they gave him a contract extension. And then James Franklin, you know, I don't really think he's on the hot seat as far as being fired, but every year it's like he's flirting with another job. You know, rumors flying. Does he want out? Does he want to go take that? He, did he want the job at Texas? Does he want to go to South uh Southern Cal, you know, so that'll be interesting to watch. And then Rutgers maybe being good at football again. <laughs> Greg Schiano, I, I actually think he's going to come back there and do the same thing he did the first time where he turns them around. He's been recruiting like an absolute savage. Yeah, but he's a he's a good coach, too. Oh, yeah, like, he's coach. the kind of guy who can go in and turn something around. For sure. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think that Rutgers is going to be fun. But that's the thing is all these teams, you can find a, a fun storyline about all these teams in the Bay 10. It's going to be fun no football doubt. to watch this year. And with so much question, you know, so much, so many question marks going into the season, just with OU and, 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 and everything happening, you know, in the Big 12 and things like that, there is uncertainty. So it's going to be nice to just kind of relax and forget yeah. about all this and just look forward to some football. And it's going to be some good football in the Big 10 for sure. I agree. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Once again, that's College Football Tailgate every single week on your favorite podcast player. New episodes are out Monday night, Tuesday mornings, and uh, it's a lot of fun there. College Football Tailgate. So, all right. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. Now, keep in mind, we're going to record a bonus quick picks coming up after this. So, Friday, bonus quick picks for early Saturday morning in some soccer games. So, if you like betting soccer or you like following our quick picks, we'll have a new show coming up here in just a few minutes. And we'll talk to you then on the Sharp Angle.